Oh, let's just pray. Jesus, Jesus, thank you you're here. Where two or three are gathered, you said, in your name, you're here in our midst. And so thank you. Thank you for being here. <laughs> we honor you. We honor you. High King, our most, most high God. You have all the authority and power in heaven, on earth, under the earth, in every realm. And we recognize your greatness this morning. King Jesus, teach us, we pray. Teach me, teach all of us. I just, this message I've prepared, Lord, I just put it at your feet and I pray. Take what you want, leave what you don't want. Just let it be the word by the Spirit. Open hearts, open minds, we pray. In fact, why don't you pray that? If that is your prayer, oh Lord, find in me an open heart and an open mind. Teach me your ways, because I know they're all good. Every one of them is good, because you are good. Teach me your ways this morning. Guide me in truth and teach me. Unite my heart to fear your name, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start with a bit of testimony, and um, <laughs> some of you know, I know some of you have been praying, and I really thank you. Prayer makes tremendous power available. I really thank you for your prayers, and <laughs> in one sense, when I start to share this, you'll say, oh, it's just that, but actually, it's about my dog. He's called Reg. There he is. It's him on his holidays. He loves sunbathing. <laughs> Should have a straw hat on, little pina colada at the side to set the scene. Um, and I've grown so attached to him. I've had him since he was six weeks old. He's now ten. And, uh, and he's been really, really sick. And it's been a real struggle. Uh, I've been in and out of the vets. And I've been awake a lot at night with him. He's, he's got issues with his liver and his gallbladder and his stomach. He's not eaten properly for over over a month, getting on probably for six weeks now. And um, he's, in fact, could you remove that because I'm gonna start again, thank you, Ailey. Um, he's kind of a shadow of that picture there. He's lost a lot of weight and it's just been hard, you know? And these, these battles that go on, they are hard. And I mean, I, you know, I also have this, have this. I am winning a health issue, and I know that there are um, some of you here who have had long battles, but I want to talk about fighting the good fight of faith this morning. When your circumstances look bad, you know, when you've got a real battle on, and the word says one thing, but your circumstances say another. Uh, we're going to look at 1 Timothy 6, verse 12. It says, fight the good fight of faith. It is a good fight. In fact, it's the only fight we're to fight. Every other fight's a bad fight. <laughs> this is the only good fight. But fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life, to which you were also called, and have confessed the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. Fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of eternal life. Now, let me tell you this. I, I know many of you know, but eternal life is not just future. Eternal life is not what's going to start once we die physically 
and go to be with the Lord in heaven. Eternal life starts now. In fact, Jesus said in John 17, verse 3, when he was praying to the Father, he said, this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God and Jesus whom you've sent. Eternal life is that they may know you. And eternal life is not just a head knowledge. It is a head knowledge thing, but it's not just a head knowledge thing. It's knowing him through relationship and knowing him in our experience. His supernatural in our natural lives. That's what all of this is about. So that we can be these living epistles, living and breathing epistles that demonstrate the real Jesus in this world we live. So his supernatural power in our natural life answers to prayer. Evidence of his invisible hand working in our circumstances. I've been reading Hebrews 11 a lot, the great, great faith chapter, over and over, just meditating on the verses. It's amazing. And it says in Hebrews 11, verse 27, Moses left Egypt and he endured because he saw him who is invisible. Moses endured because he saw God. He saw the eternal one with spiritual eyes, not with natural eyes, although he did, my gosh, he did with his natural eyes, but he endured because he, he kept his eyes on him who is invisible. And when Joshua uh, called the people to cross Jordan, to cross the Jordan, he said to the people, keep your eyes on God. Yes. You see that box there? That's the Ark of the Covenant. Keep your eyes on that. God's there. God's with us, but keep your eyes on him. Don't look at the water. Don't think about the enemies that are in the land on the other side. Keep yes. your eyes yes. on God, because he's going to do wonders. Amen. He will, without fail, drive out every enemy before us. And I'm going to take that for myself this morning. I encourage you to do the same. He will, without fail, drive out every enemy before us. So don't focus on the enemy. Focus on King Jesus and believe him. It's not always easy, particularly when your circumstances are speaking, your body might be speaking, your bank account might be speaking, other people might be speaking, all the negatives. Keep your eyes on God and believe him. Our faith actually is the most, most important asset, if you like, that we have. It's the most valuable thing that we have because our faith enables us to take hold of God and his infinite benefits. There's no end to them, no end to them. But to have a working faith, we have to plug in PJ, I know, has done a couple of messages on plugging in so that we can receive. And, and this message is kind of about that, but it's plugging in so that we can fight and lay hold of eternal life, that power and ability of God in our natural lives. And the enemy is dead against it, of course. The last thing he wants is God's people connecting with him. In fact, he is all out to disconnect 
the wiles of the enemy, the strategies of the enemy. Because, you know, if we don't have a working faith, we're just ordinary people plodding along, trying to pay the bills, trying to manage life, getting upset and bothered and annoyed like everybody else around us. Ephesians 6, uh, verses 10 to 12. We're going to read this insight from the scriptures. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord. Be strong in the Lord. That's interesting, that, isn't it? Because that means you could be weak in him. You're in Christ, but you could be weak. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles or the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Now, we've just had Halloween. If you love Jesus, you hate all that. Of course you do. The world loves it. They think it's a joke. They just think it's a bit of fun, don't they? And of course, the enemy loves all that. Because if it's just a bit of fun, nobody's turning to point the finger at him as the source of all the wickedness in the world we live in. But if we could go back to that verse 10, I, if you haven't already, I want to urge you, uh, verse 10, yeah, to be strong. Be strong. Make the great decision to get strong in God and to stay strong in God. Plan him in. Most of us here are really busy. I know some are not so busy, but most are really busy. But don't let the busyness of life push him out. That's the enemy's plan right there. So that everything else is first and Jesus gets leftovers. I know you know what I mean. And that's on a good day. Because when that happens, life gets more and more stressy, more and more chaotic. And yet if we will put Jesus first, everything else adjusts. It's quite amazing how it happens. You think you don't have time and suddenly you find, well, actually, it's somehow stretched. I do have time. Things get in order when Jesus is first. But we've got to be intentional. Like Joshua with the ark. They put that ark in front. Jesus in front. Now, we're not going to read the story now because of, um, there isn't the time, but in Joshua 3, you could read it later. That river, Jordan, it was in full flood. It actually says in harvest time, the river always breaks the banks. It was the worst time of all to attempt to cross this river. Um, I mean, think of it. They would have seen it. They would have heard it. All their natural senses would have told them, this is a really bad idea. Who put him in charge? Well, God did. And God says you're going to cross it in full flood. I'm going to go before you. I'm going to enable you. They probably didn't even know how. Are we suddenly going to be able to walk on water? I don't know. But he says walk. We have to walk. The priests went out ahead um, and it actually says that when their feet first touched the water, it was still in full flood. And actually, it stopped upstream. 
very far away, the scriptures said. So they wouldn't have known it had stopped. It still looked like full flood to them. Still looked like a really bad idea. And yet Joshua and the priests were saying, this way, everyone. You know? It would have taken time to see this is working. This is working. Hang on a minute. We're having a miracle. It would have taken time. Now, I want to speak about the time delay because so often, isn't it true? So often there's a time delay between the prayer and the answer, between the step of faith and the answer. So we need to get strong and we need to stay strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Keep the word like the ark in front. Pray. Pray, pray, connect with him through prayer. Oh, I love the word and I love to pray. I love to meet with Jesus in his word and I love to meet with Jesus, his presence through prayer. It's neither to be one nor the other, always both, always both. But I find these days, these amazing Amazing in good ways, amazing in bad ways, days (laughs) that we're going through. I'm praying in tongues a lot more. Anybody here? You find you're just, and sometimes I started, I don't even realize I've started, you know? Oh, I'm praying in tongues again, didn't even, hadn't even cottoned on to that. But it's a gift. It's a gift. And we need, God never gives throwaway gifts. We need to use the gift. Because we need it, actually. And it says in Jude 20, it's a way of building ourselves in faith. But you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. So I love this. We We can build ourselves up by hearing him through the scriptures. But we can also build ourselves up by talking to him. By praying in this way, in the Holy Spirit. So often, I find, and I know you will be the same because it's just how it is, your spirit can be really flat. It's like it's dormant. It's like all of natural life and circumstances are sat on it like an elephant. You know? Or is that just me? It was like, "Mm." And you, you feel flat. We have to activate our spirits, stir ourselves to become conscious of God. I am reading the Bible in a year and it's been a hair-raising read, I tell you. I read Judges a few weeks ago. My, 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 my. You know, I'm sure I've read it before, but I don't remember reading some of the stuff in there. But one of the stories is a well-known story about Samson and Delilah. And... um, the Philistines said to, Del- to Delilah, go, you go in and find out the secret of his power. We want to know what is this that he can do the stuff he does because this is, wow, shock and awe. So by stealth and deception, she, she did that. And he said to her, wow, well, you know, if you tie me up with ropes, you'll find that all my power's gone. So they did. He broke those ropes. He shook himself free. And, it, you know, there's different some other kind of rope and then another time he said if you tie my hair in a loom 
That's it, my power's gone. So they did. But he, it says he broke off and shook himself free. And I, as I was reading that, I'm like, there's something in this for me. I want to shake off the enemy. I want to shake off the constraints of my flat soul. My down in the dumps. Oh, it's all woe. Shake it off. Break yourself free. We have to do this, church. You've got to activate your spirit because this is not a flesh and blood battle. This is a spiritual battle. But we have to learn to shift ourselves, right? We have to learn to get rid of the distractions. And there are many. If you read the word from your phone, fine. But personally, because a phone can be so distracting, can't it? It can beep, 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 beep. You're trying to have your time with the Lord to beep, 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 beep. Get rid of the distractions. Get rid of distracting thoughts. If you're anxious, deal with it. Just pray. Hand it over. Receive his answer by faith. If you're annoyed, you can't focus. Do you know what I mean? If unforgiveness is going on, you can't meet with God. Deal with, deal with the outer court stuff first so that you can really move on in and meet with him like we have this morning. Oh, in such a life-changing way, soul-changing way. And I want to talk about three helps to encountering him. Firstly, music. Or worship. Like that, oh my goodness, all the songs we sang this morning were just so precious, weren't they? But that final song, maybe because it's a new one, but I think because it's just so anointed and so simple, it just helps you encounter him. It's not that he wasn't present before you put the worship on. Yes, he was. But it helps you become conscious of him. That's what worship does helps you become conscious of him and it's a focusing on you know be selective about the songs you choose personally when I'm encountering him like that I don't want to sing about Jesus I want to sing to him I often kneel because I'm aware I'm worshiping one greater than I am and um so that's the first second is that I've kind of spoken about it really but praying in tongues is so important if you're not released yet we'll pray with you but often it's a faith thing if you've been prayed for to be baptized in the spirit just believe and start to pray it'll come when I first started praying in tongues it sounded the first thing I came out with it's in my ears it sounded like I'll have a banana but I went with it and I just, for me, that was praying in tongues, and I just went with it. And that was a few days like that. I love a banana, love a banana. Love. But then it, it starts to flow, you know? So, but you feel silly at the start, even if you're on your own in the room. In fact, mostly when you meet with the Lord, of course, you're on your own. You close the door, you go to your Heavenly Father in the secret place. But you can still, it's like you feel silly in front of yourself. What's that about? Get over that and just keep going. If you feel tired, if you feel sluggish, I recommend standing and walking. Uh, You know, I tell my body, I'm going to meet with God and you're going to help me. Come on. But so important, use your mind. This is not an emptying your mind kind of thing. I think that's a Buddhist thing. 
emptying the mind. This is a filling your mind with God thoughts, which is why you need to go in with the book as well. But as you pray in the spirit, you know, he reminds you. He reminds you of promises. And once he gives it you, my gosh, faith comes. When you start praying like that, you pray in the spirit, but then you pray simple words in English or whatever your first language is. The Holy Spirit will put, it's like you pray out a scripture and you realize that's what I need to pray for that situation. Thanks, Lord. And when he gives you the scripture, my gosh, faith comes. The spirit of the man is the lamp of the Lord. Faith comes. Uh, The third one, and I love to do this. I'm so aware. A lot of you do do this already, but this is just a reminder. We need to do this because we must encounter him. Meditate and imagine. Meditate on a scripture. For example, Romans 8, 28. God works all things together for good for those who love him. For those who are called according to his purpose. Hang on a minute, let me put myself in that scenario then. Lord, thanks. Even though it doesn't look like it, feel like it at the moment, you're working all things, all things together for good for me, because I love you. I'm called according to your purpose. But imagine it. Imagine how it's going to turn from bad to better, or even from mediocre to better. All things, all things. And you might be in a twist of the road where it's still looking bad, but you know the destination's going to be good. And I pray, Lord, help me imagine. Help me imagine that then in this situation. If I said to you right now, imagine a bag of fish and chips, right? You can all do it. We can all do that. Some of us here might even be able to smell it or taste it. And there's a name for that, and I never remember the name. Apparently, I've got it. It's a gift, mostly. Uh, But we can all do that. So we need to harness our imagination to imagine the promises. Imagine what that would like fulfilled. Imagine what that would like would look like in my circumstances. And I just say, Lord, thank you. I've seen it with these eyes, this internal set of eyes. Help me see it with these in the natural. But you've got to give him time. This stuff doesn't just happen in a, oh, I've got five minutes, Lord. And again, I know I'm speaking mostly to a lot of busy people. But you know, he's so much better than TV. I've really found that. He, my gosh, I mean, if you really believed he had the answer for everything, wouldn't you be like, right, I want to listen to what you've got to say then? I need to hear what you've got to say. But you can't hurry this, you know, and if you have literally only got five minutes or ten minutes, you give him what you have, and if light comes in that time and you don't have the time because of responsibilities or whatever, Um, go back to it later. Log it in some way. Log the scripture that he gives you or the inspired thought that he gives you and go back when you do have time and feed on it. Like the sheep in the green pasture, meditate on that until faith comes. 
And if you are praying and you don't get a scripture, don't worry about it because you've prayed. You know, Romans 8, 27, you've prayed, especially if you've prayed in the spirit, you've prayed the Holy Spirit's interceded through you according to the will of God. You can't fail. Whether light comes or not, you can't fail by praying. Personally, and this is a tip that I have found, if I'm praying, if I'm praying about something and I haven't received any scripture or any kind of bing, that's it, I, I'm just, well, I've prayed. I go to places where I've received before. For me, so often it's Psalms, Psalm 18, Psalm 23, Psalm 46, so many of the Psalms. And it's like because I've received in those scriptures before, it's like a pathway into his presence again. Okay? This is helping. Okay, so meditate till faith comes. And it's like you're reading the words, but words have become voice. Do you know what I mean? It's like, oh, that's you, Lord. You're saying that. Okay, thanks. I believe. So it's word and spirit. Read and pray. But when you pray, when you pray, when you go into your room and close the door, as the scripture says, to pray, as soon as you pray, believe he's there, right? That's what I do. I've got into the habit. Uh, I actually don't close my door, but I go into my room and I'm like, this is my tabernacle of meeting here. This is where I meet with God. And I just have faith as I walk in He's there. I sit down and start to, however the Lord leads, worship, pray, read the word. But um, I have faith that he's there. You know, we must use that. Believe he's there. Believe. Don't strive about it. Do you know what I mean? It shouldn't be a striving thing. Just believe he's there. The king, eternal, immortal, invisible, the only wise God. He's there. And when we receive from him, the spirit gives life, you see. Just what you need. Just what you need. So often for me, it's like, just calm down. Relax. I'm here. And I put down my burdens like heavy bags. I just put them down and say, oh, Lord, thanks. You're here. Just start to pray. Or sometimes just start to listen. Or sometimes just start to read the word. I don't have a set routine of what I do, but I just do what I do as led by the Spirit. But it's like you just come to peace. So often I think we just need to come to peace, have our peace restored. But time with him changes us. 2 Corinthians 3.18, as we behold him, we become like him by the Spirit of God. And it's... um, It's a spirit-to-spirit thing, but it does change your soul and it even changes your body. Your whole body can relax. Just come to peace. You go in negative, you come out positive because you met with him. Faith attitudes are always positive. Always. And we need faith for the day. We need to hear him speak the scriptures to us so that we take it personally. And then you've got the word of the Lord on it. You have faith for the day. You have, you know, you're seeing through his eyes. 
if we connect with him like this, we receive faith, we can endure the tough times. And we all have a whole range of tough times going on. Everybody's different. But he gives us that ability to go through in his strength. Psalm, I think it's 125, says, Those who trust in the Lord are like Mount Zion. It cannot be moved. And the more we know him and the more we trust him, the more unshakable and immovable we become. I'm not fully there yet. Things still shake me and things still move me. I've been moved and shaken by what's going on with my dog. (laughs) But I'm less shakable and less movable than I was a year, even six months ago. Because my goal, above all goals, is to lay hold of him, this eternal life that's mine, that he's paid for, but see it download in this life. (sighs) But we must hear from him. We must have a time and a place and not allow the enemy to push it out. A time and a place where he hears from us, but we hear from him. Empowered. We've got a slide for this. Empowered through your connection with him. We must be empowered through our connection with him. We need it. And my gosh, the world around us needs us to be empowered through our connection with him. The world doesn't need more of the same. It doesn't need more of the same attitudes and ideas and behavior. It needs Jesus. We don't need to just repeat the news. I mean, I get, you know, relating to people. It's important. But let's put a positive spin on things because we can because of Jesus. There's so much unbelief in the world. It's a spirit, you know, a spirit of unbelief. And because we're in the world, it's like an infectious thing, the spirit of unbelief. It gets into our thinking and we don't even realize it. And we need to detox. We're going to look at John 17, verses 14 to 17. Jesus said, I've given them your word. And the world's hated them because they're not of the world, just as I'm not of the world. I do not pray that you should take them out of the world, but that you should keep them from the evil one. They're not of the world, just as I'm not of the world. Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. Sanctify them by your truth. So when we get, this is why we need the daily washing with the word, because your thinking gets all infected. You contracted something, you don't even know it. But if it continues, it's like a virus, it's going to ruin your whole system. Which is why it needs to be a daily cleanse. But if we get cleansed with the word, it's like your thinking and your attitudes just get straightened out. Your hope gets restored, you know? We can be that voice of hope because we know the God of hope. The unchanging God of hope. Romans 15, 13 says this. Now may the God of hope. I love that. He's a God of hope. He lives in hope. He's full of hope. Because he's seen the end from the beginning. But anyway, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing. It's not in the doubting 
or the unbelieving, it's in the believing, that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. How are you full of hope? Just full of it is just seeping out of you. It's by the Holy Spirit. It's by the Word and the Holy Spirit. Because we connect with the God of hope. We get his sight. And I want to say this this morning. I've nearly finished, but we get his sight, but we get his fight. You know, these battles that we go through, particularly the long ones, they can wear you out and they can wear you down so that you even lose the will to fight. Do you know what I mean? Of course you know what I mean. I know that it's like, Lord, I know this is spiritual. I know... But this is tough. And I kind of, I even lost the will. He puts the will back in. You can feel out of control because of circumstances sometimes. You know, you're very much the victim of circumstances. It's like, Lord, you tell me I'm the head and not the tail, but hang on a minute here. I am being wagged left, right, and center. <laughs> You've got to go to the one on the throne, the one who has authority and power in heaven and on earth and under the earth. In every realm, he puts the faith back in, the faith in who we are, the faith in our authority over the enemy, because we have it. He's been, well, if, if you come under God, you have authority over the enemy, James 4, 7. If you're under God, you've got authority over but you've got to have faith then. If you are submitted to God, you are in a place where you put him in his place. But you've got to, when you tell him to go, believe he's going to go. There's no time in scripture did Jesus talk to the enemy and expect him to hang around. He knew, I'm speak, yes, you, I'm speaking to you. I'm telling you, get out, you get off, you clear off. No more in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. But your strength comes from him. But we've got to keep going back to him because let, well, as if I need to tell you this, life, circumstances, the enemy, the world we live in, it can knock faith out of you. It's like it sucks faith out of you, which is why we have to keep going, have to keep going back to him. I was thinking about vitamin C, right? Apparently our bodies can't produce it. You have to receive it through your diet continually we have to keep receiving faith from our diet continually so I'm coming in to land here there's a fight to faith and many times we have to persevere many times because that river stopped at stream God's working but it, there's a way to go till we see that with these eyes it's not our long prayers that get the answer it's our believing prayers. I'm going to say that again. It's not your long prayers that will get the answer. It's the believing prayers. But we have to persevere until faith comes because the battle's on for our faith. We must persevere till faith comes. It's like, oh, the breaking through of a ray of sunlight in a storm. Light. It's like, okay. Okay, but you've got to let go of the problem. I've got a slide for this. You have to let go of the problem so that you can take hold of God. So often we're so involved, invested, and caught up in the 
awfulness of circumstances. It's like you can't let go of it. You hold on so tight. You've got to let go to take hold of Jesus. And keep hold of him through the darkness of it, through the night of it. Till the faith of God breaks through. And you just know it's done. God said it. I believe it. And I will see it. There was a day last week, I was so tired because I've, I've not slept much for quite some weeks now. And um, I was so tired and so tired of watching Reg be sick and just decline and get thinner and more frail. And I, oh gosh, sorry. I actually prayed this. I said, Lord, I know he's only a dog. I was stood at my kitchen sink. I know he's only a dog. But I'm at my wit's end with this. And he said something so affectionate, so, uh, you know, like a, a loving father to a child. He said, I know the number of hairs on your head. I'm in you. I know you're distressed. I know every thought. Every thought. Cast your cares onto me and put him in my big hands and trust me for today. Now, I love that because it, I thought I can do that. I can't trust you for next week. I can't even trust you for tomorrow right now. But I can trust you for today. I can trust you with him for today. Actually, Jesus said, didn't he? Take no thought for tomorrow. Connect with me today. Trust me for today. I'll take care of tomorrow. But, oh, it was such a a life-giving thing. I just said, Lord, thank you. I put him into your big hands then. I trust you with him today. Thank you. You will work all things together for good. And one of the times, I'm just going to share this. One of the times I was in the vets, um, I was, I'd gone into the consultation room, and they'd taken him out for a, a blood test, I think it was, that time. And you know when you're praying but you're not connecting, it's just words. It's just like hot air. It, well-meaning, but still you're not connecting. I was like, oh, Lord, rattling off all these scriptures, but none of them were catching my spirit. Anyway, and then I just prayed out, and Lord, thank you, you work all things together for good. And he said to me, rest on that. Just rest on that. There was actually a chair in the corner of the room, and I, I just sat down I said, well, Lord, I'm going to rest on that. I just see now that scripture like a big soft couch. I just, I don't just sit on it. I put my feet up. Do you know, I'm just going to recline on this one. Let, take all the weight off. Rest on that. I'll work all things together for good. And we can rest on the promises he gives us. But let me say this. We can also fight with the promises he gives us. It's a weird thing. It's like a comfortable couch or a green pasture, a resting place, but it's also a sword. It's also a sword. This weapon formed against me, because it is, it will not prosper. That weapon formed against you, it will not prosper. God will work all things together for good. You can pray it and you can tell the enemy. And we need to. We need to use what he gives us to win. Because let me tell you, if we win it in the spirit, we can win it on the ground. 
if you win it in the spirit, I wish I could come round and say it to each one of you one by one. If you win that in the spirit, you'll win it on the ground. You win it in the prayer closet, you'll see it work out in your natural life. But we must live with the mindset we're at war because we are. Because we are. It's a spiritual war. The enemy's getting nervous. I don't know if you've cottoned on to that, 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 but the enemy is getting nervous because we as a church are starting to believe who we are. We are really starting to connect with God. We cannot not see the manifestation of his power in our personal lives, promises, but also out there in the world. And so he's hell-bent to disconnect, but also to send trouble, you know, to form weapons against us but if we see it spiritually we can win it spiritually and if we win it in the spirit we can win it on the ground you know they always send in the air force before the ground troops in a natural war so I urge you don't go through your days naturally you might as well shoot yourself in the foot Because trouble will come. You're just limp along, spiritually dense. Why always me? Well, wise up. We are at war. We've got to keep our armor on. I was thinking about President Zelensky. God bless that man. Oh, my heart goes out. You don't see him on the news too often now. But I still pray. I'm sure many of you are. You never see him in a shirt and tie. He lives in military-style clothes. He knows he's at war. I'm sure you don't need to remind that man he's at war. Through the days, through the nights, he will wake. I'm at war and I'm the leader here. We're at war, church, except ours is in the invisible realm. We might not hear the missiles. We might not see the bombs and hear the bombs drop, but they do. They do, and the collateral damage works out in our natural lives all the time, unless we put our armor on and say enough. In the name of Jesus, enough. We are more than conquerors. We're not just more than conquerors, full stop, because we don't conquer without him. We're more than conquerors through him. I'm going to finish with this slide. Our ability, your ability to win your battles and to win for other people comes from your connection with him. Light in the darkness so that you know what to pray, you know what to do. You have faith because you've connected with the source of faith, the author of faith, the God of all hope. Whatever is born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory, our faith. Let's stand. If I could have the team forward. Do you know, he loves us. We will never get to the end. I don't believe even in eternity, heaven, we will ever get to the end of the great big heart of God. He loves us more than we realize. He's for you more than you realize. And if we go to him, He will give us strength for the battle. Whatever battle it is you face, he will give you strength. If you've lost it, he put it back in. And he'll also put the light on and show you how to win. 
We hope you've enjoyed this message from Kingdom Faith Southwest. For further information, log on to kingdomfaithsw.com.